And welcome to the week 13 edition of the Fantasy Football Bros Vegas Insider Edition. I'm your host, Derek Randall, and here with me is my co-host, Jack Novak. Jack, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Good to be back in D.C. How you doing? Oh, uh, you know, wishing I was in D.C. I'm sitting here drinking a blizzard in Columbus. <laughs> Always terrible weather here. Uh, so, last week... I think I took quite a hit. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Oh. I don't think I did so well on my picks. Well, you didn't. Not that bad. Not that bad. So last week, uh, you hit four out of ten, which really isn't terrible. Um, and I, I got five. But what was interesting was the ones that we seemed to hit on, with the exception of um, the Bears and the Vikings, which we both had. I think we're probably picks that we felt less confident about. Um, the the bets that we figured would be more of a sure thing, like the Steelers beating the Broncos and the Bengals beating the Browns did not happen. Um, the AFC North really let us down this week. Um, so that I think that's what's interesting. Is, um, like we, we both ended up having a pretty mediocre week, but I think the picks that we felt most uh, most – uh, confident about were the ones that actually ended up letting us down. Um, so that was surprising. That That is surprising. And like you just said, those two picks, the Bengals and Steelers, we really thought that those two were surefire wins. Yeah. Um, and thank God we didn't go all in on them. But <laughs> it was one of those situations where you almost felt like going all in on it because it seemed so sure to happen. Yep, absolutely. Um, but luckily for us uh, – we ended up getting saved on Sunday night uh, because if there's one truth in the NFL, it is that Mike McCarthy is a horrible coach and he will not lead his team to victory outside of Green Bay um, or especially in any big rivalry matchup. So luckily we, uh, we saved ourselves a little bit uh, at, at the end of the night, but um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting week for sure. Um, Definitely, a, uh, and a lot of narrow losses. So we both picked the Falcons last week to cover uh, the 13.5-point spread, and they lose by 14. I had the Redskins <laughs> with the seven points, um, uh, with seven points, and they lose by eight. Like, there's a lot of um, really narrow um, losses there. The bookies did a good job with their, uh, with their lines this week. Um, and they they narrowly got us on a couple bets because of it. So, um, good job to to uh, the bookie setting the bets. Yeah, and that's always unfortunate when you're sitting on the wrong side of that bet, like what we were this time. Yep. When it's like, come on, I need one more point, one more, and I've got it, and they just don't clear exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then going to that Redskins game, uh, I mean, that is just because the Redskins could not get a tackle. They could not tackle anybody on the Cowboys. Um, a surprisingly poor uh, defensive showing by the Redskins, who if there has been one thing that they've done well, it's been it's been their defense, um, especially um, their past defense has been solid, and they give up two huge plays to Amari Cooper. Um, so, yeah, it, that was uh, that it was a weird one. It was a weird one for sure, but Nevertheless, we had fun watching those Thanksgiving games, I'm sure. Um, 
it's always a fun, fun week in, in the NFL season. Absolutely. You always love sitting there eating Thanksgiving dinner and having three straight football games on TV in front of yep. you. So, yep. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty fun. And whether you lose in your bets or not, eh, made for a good day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think we both actually went 500 on Thanksgiving day. So uh, we definitely got to, got to enjoy that one still. Um, yeah. Yeah. And some of the player props I took, they pushed me a little over on, uh, on that one. There. Yeah. You had a lot of bets on Thursday. I remember that. Yes. I was also heavily invested in that bears game. Yep. And that, that was a year, a weird one. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jordan Howard hardly carried the ball. Nope. So that let me down, but. But I think everything else besides Jordan Howard ended up hitting for you. Um, if, if I remember. Yeah. Trey Burton catches. Yep. He went over uh, like I had um, under on Kenny Galladay catches. That was correct. Um, I picked the exact score at the end of the first half. So that hit. And then I picked the Bears with the spread. And that hit, I believe. Yep. Um, there might have been something else, but I don't remember. You bet the under. Oh yes, I bet the under and did did that hit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, All right. that hit by I think one point, and uh, and they cleared the spread by one point too. It was really it was really close, um, but Stafford threw a late red zone interception to uh, to throw that one away. Yep, as he does, yep, as <laughs> as he does. So yeah, um, that that was that ended up being a pretty good game for both of us. Um, I, I, the only pl- player props I had on Thursday, I only had two cause I didn't get a chance to look at the Sunday or, or the Thursday night game, um, player props, but I only made two and it was Amari Cooper scoring a touchdown that happened and, uh, Trey, Trey Burton receptions. Those were my only two player props of the day. Um, it's nice when they both hit, but I think I could have go. even gotten in a little bit more. Um, but you, you can't complain when you're hitting Especially when you're hitting your player props, you can't complain. So, absolutely, yeah. I uh, I was super glad I didn't get my Saints Falcons props in in time, and uh, I was pretty happy about it because I think I would have been wrong on just about all of them. Talk about another strange, strange game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas doesn't catch a pass in the second half. Um, another week where Julio Jones has over 10 receptions and a hundred yards and still can't find the end zone. Um, no touchdown for Camara. That's always, that's always strange. Um, yeah. And, and neither ball carrier nor him yeah. nor Mark Ingram yep. really did much. No, no, nothing, nothing by either one of them. Um, so yeah, uh, I think we probably ended up, uh, getting lucky in not, uh, getting invested in that Thursday night game. Um, but we we were too busy having dinner, and they were our families were saving us from making bad decisions. So that was probably the- correct. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So so let's go ahead and jump to this coming Thursday's game. Yeah. Which, if I uh, am correct, I believe it is the Cowboys and the Saints. Yep, that's right. We got the Cowboys and the Saints. We're playing in Dallas for another. Uh, I, I think it's crazy. They get back to back. Uh, Thursday night games at home. So yeah, that's that's uh, interesting 
uh, the league has them do that. But um, but the Cowboys have been great at home this year. They're four and one. Um, the Saints have been great away from home. They're undefeated. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so the line on this one, they have uh, seven and a half point favorites for the Saints, and the over under is set at fifty three. Um, man, this one's interesting. The Cowboys have been playing so well. You almost want to take them, but the, my my hangup with this is, how are they six points better than the Falcons were last week? The Falcons had a 13-and-a-half-point line, yeah. and their offense is the real deal. And the Cowboys are coming into it now, but they're only seven-and-a-half, so they lose uh, six points compared to the Falcons. And the Saints just continue to beat the crap out of people, so... Um, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about this one? There's this misconception going around that the Dallas offense has changed drastically since Amari Cooper has arrived. Um, and I, I truly believe that it has not. That last week was the biggest fluke I think I've ever seen. Um, those huge touchdowns he had were just guys trying to go for force fumbles and just completely whiffing on him. So can't really take that into consideration and then I believe the opponents they played um, right after they acquired Cooper were pretty bad um, I they might have been like the Giants and Eagles who are both terrible teams yeah so um, and, they, they beat the Falcons away from home the Falcons yeah um, trying to see yeah they, they beat the they beat the Eagles away from home as well uh, and then I think you're right about the Giants being being uh, the last one so I don't the, – one, the spread. I think the bookies are doing a great job on this one yeah. because I think this could be a 7-10 to 10 point win for the Saints here. I definitely think the Saints have this. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees playing in a dome is like Drew Brees playing at home. At home. Yeah. It doesn't really affect him. The home road splits don't really affect him unless he's outside. And this is a dome. Um, it's a, a full week rest because they played last Thursday. It's not a short week, which a lot of teams that play on Thursday, that's why we have those weird games is because they're short weeks and the team isn't, like, completely ready for it. Yeah, home field advantage um, for Thursday games are usually uh, pretty prevalent. But, um, yeah, they, considering they both have a full week's rest, that definitely does change this. Yeah, I, I just think that this is going to be a Saints win – I, I think they'll cover the spread. I really think the Cowboys people are going to see what they're truly made of, and uh, they're made of shit. <laughs> I, I don't know, actually. I, um, I I mean, that whole division is garbage. So I'm not, uh, you know, going to say the Cowboys are, are a good team now that they have Amari Cooper, but they are a different team. Um, they had no chance of allowing Zeke to dominate like he has been recently because they had no threat of a passing game. Um, I think it, it absolutely changes um, not fundamentally what the offense is going to do. They're, they're going to be a run-first offense with Zeke there, but it, it allows them to open up the passing game, which was not an option before. Um, and having a playmaker like Amari Cooper does improve their offense considerably, and it makes Zeke a much better um, running back. The, having that threat. I think does fundamentally change the offense. That being said, they're not going to be a high-scoring team now. That's so I'm not I'm not getting at that, but I do think they're a much stronger team with him there. Um, 
and uh, they, they actually have some versatility now. And their defense is uh, pretty solid. It's not great. It's not bad. Um, but uh, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one still. Um, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's no question the Saints win this game. That is, I think, um, pretty indisputable. But I, I think you're right that the bookies got this one right. I really think it's going to be about, you know, somewhere between six and ten points that the Saints win it. Um, it's it's tough for me to, to make a call on that one. I, I'll, I'll side with you on this and probably say that the Saints do clear it um, just because they both have a full week of rest going into the game. But I actually like the under in this game at 53. Agreed. I think the under is a really good take for this one. Um, the, the Cowboys don't put up a lot of points. It's not their game. But I don't think they're going to allow a lot of points to the Saints. Um, the Saints were actually um, a little slow last week, it looked like, offensively. They, um, they ended up putting up over 30 points like they always do. Um, but it wasn't as dominating of a performance as they tend to be. Um, so I, I don't know um, uh, why that was, especially against a poor Falcons offense. But it was, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. It's a really weird week for the Saints where Michael Thomas didn't do anything. And both of their running backs didn't find the end zone. It was, it was a really strange week for them. So, I mean – they're clearly the better team in this one, but I like a low, a lower scoring game than they have it uh, drawn up so far. Agreed. And I, I do another thing to mention: Drew Brees threw four touchdowns, yet was under two hundred yards passing. Yeah, like yeah, it does not get any weirder than that. Yeah. And yeah, and while we're talking weird, Monday night's game, the weirdest stat line I've ever seen: Titans get kind of blown out. They got beat by twenty, right, or seventeen, 17. or something. Yeah. 34-7. They got beat by 17, yet Marcus Mariota had one incompletion. I don't remember ever in my life wow. seeing Marcus Mariota, or any quarterback for that matter, only have one incompletion, yet they lose by multiple touchdowns. Because usually the reason they lose is because they either start throwing picks at the end trying to catch up, or they they can't make it happen on fourth down with incompletions and stuff like that. I don't even know how that's possible. I didn't watch the game, but it's one of those where I would love to watch back the final quarter just to see how that even happens. No, that's that's really interesting. I didn't realize that he only had one incompletion. That 22 so, of 23 passing. That, that is so strange. Um, uh, it, and they, they opened the game with all 14 of their points in the first quarter. Yeah. Wow. wow. Weird. Yeah, no, yeah that, was, that was a weird game. Um, or 17, I guess. I guess they had 17. This is um, – I don't know. So, do you think Houston's the real deal? Are they a good team? Yes, they are a very good team. Good team. Good team. JJ Watt and and uh, Jadavi and Clowney are just putting a ton of pressure yeah, sure. on the quarterback, and their running game has been really strong with Lamar Miller recently, which is Surprising. totally uncommon yeah. for him. Yeah. So, if they can keep all that together, I think they're the real deal. They've won what eight straight now. Eight straight. Eight straight. They're in a poor division, yep. um, except for the Colts. I really do think the Colts are pretty dang good. Um, but I, they're basically a playoff lock as it is now, and I could see them going pretty deep because I think people still continue to underrate them. 
um, even with their record being where it is. So um, do you think that there's a chance for the Colts to win that division? So, because I think me and you, I, I, I assume, both think that the Colts are the best team. Um, I, I agree with you. I think the Texans are good, especially that defense is uh, – I mean, the, the line's insane. Uh, J.J. and Clooney are uh, – make up the best – the best line in football. Um, you would think that it would be the Rams uh, with with Sue and uh, Donald, but not by the way they play. Um, no, they just want sacks is what they yeah, use. The Dobkin, Sue, and Aaron Donald should not be on the same team. They're both – They're the same player. Um, yeah, they're stat fillers is what they are. They care more about filling their stat sheet and their resume than getting their team a win, and that's what's going. that's what's going wrong with um with the Rams defense yeah. is because they don't have anybody trying to stop the run. They're all selling out for sacks yeah. and it's creating a huge issue for them. Well, so, but let's let, uh, get back to it. Do you think that the Colts can win that division? Um, they, I do not. They played each other one more time, but I'm looking at the at the Texans schedule and wow, they must have they I think they had the easiest schedule in football this year. Uh it's because of their division, but out, like outside of division games, the only team that they played that has a winning record right now outside of division are the the Redskins, the Cowboys, and the Patriots. Um, and they beat the Cowboys and, and Redskins because the only division that might be worse than than uh, than uh, the Texans division is the NFC East. So they beat both of those opponents, but man, they've had an easy schedule. And going forward, it's not going to get any. Uh, it's not going to get much harder. They play the Browns this week. Then they they get to play the Colts, the Jets, the Eagles, and the Jaguars to finish it out. They have they have such an easy schedule. Yeah, I didn't realize how easy it's. They're going to win twelve um, games. Yeah, yeah, and. The Jaguars too have really fallen apart. Yeah, they become a yeah they become a <laughs> team that can't find a win. They're basically a bye week for every team now. They started three and zero and now they've lost eight eight straight. Yep, yeah, I believe eight straight. The- yeah, so yeah, so to get back to your question, I do not think the Colts stand a chance to win that division. I think they just started off too slow. Um, and when you look back at it now, I thought it was a great move at the time to go for the win rather than punt the ball when they're in overtime. Because, you know, in punting it, they basically are like, we are either we're going to lose this game or we're going to win this. Or in punting, they would have tied. Yeah. Without punting, they were saying they're either going to win or lose the game. Um, I thought they made the right decision at the time. And their coach really went over the locker room with that. They've won almost every game since then, minus one to the Patriots, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, man, that's really going to come back and haunt them, I think. I think this division could come down to that loss to the Texans in, like, week five or something. And uh, beyond that, they've had a pretty incredible season. Yeah, no, they've, they've uh, really come back after um, what was a pretty, uh, pretty poor start. Um, but yeah, they, they look really good. I still think that they'll probably end up making the playoffs. Yeah, they started out one and uh, one and five, so they're they're still on a five game winning streak right now. 
Um, and their schedule is pretty easy to finish it out as well. So I think that they'll probably still claim that wild card spot in the AFC um, just because the AFC is really, really weak this year. Um, it's And it's falling apart fast. A yeah, lot of getting teams worse. started strong. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Steelers losing to the Broncos by a touchdown. I mean, that's bad. Um, and, and surprising because they've played pretty convincingly so far. And the Broncos really have nothing um, standing out about one way or another. Um, so that, that was a really surprising loss. And there's, there's nothing really happening in the AFC. The Chargers are a sure thing in their division. The Steelers are a sure thing in their division. The Patriots are, are a sure thing in theirs. And this is really the only one with any competition between two, um, two teams. Um, two solid teams. So I, I think that, that they'll both end up making the playoffs. Um, I think the Colts grab one of those wild card spots pretty easily, but I'm, I agree. I don't think they can come back and win the division still. Yeah. I think they're certain to get a wild card spot. Um, and honestly, they have a, a decent shot at making it deep in the playoffs too. I think, I really think the Steelers are, are pretty overrated. Um, oh, I agree. They're, they just lost to the Broncos, which the Broncos are starting to, turn things around at a really strange time. They sell yeah. Demarius Thomas to the Texans, and everybody's thinking it's going to be a huge Cortland Sutton time. Sutton's done nothing, yet they just yeah, beat a- the Steelers and then the Chargers before that, two of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm having a tough time understanding what this means if those two teams came in prepared for an easy win or if the Broncos are actually putting things together. Um but yeah, I I do think that the Steelers are a very beatable team, and that the Colts could make it pretty far if they draw them or even the Patriots in the first round. Patriots are so overrated. Oh yeah, well. Patriots are not are not good this year. Um, I mean they're they're okay, but the Patriots that uh, we're used to seeing. Um, yeah, and, and and you're right. This this really is a weird time for uh, for the Broncos to be turning it around. Uh, it really un, unexpected. But um, in looking at all of their losses, they've all of their um, their um, big game losses have been really close. So they uh, in both games against the Chiefs, they lost by seven points or less. They lost to the Rams by only three points and they lost to the Texans by only two. So they've actually been pretty competitive in those um, in those big matchups. Um, but I, I, it's going to be too little too uh, too late for them, I think. Um the Chargers are virtually guaranteed um, one spot because they're eight and three, and uh, but the Chiefs are are pretty much a lock to to win it uh, at nine and two. You would think. Um, well, I think they play each other one more time. They do, but I I think that um, the Chiefs would still have it because of division. Uh, even if they lose it. Uh, and oh yeah, because they, they lost the Rams exactly. and uh, the Patriots. Uh, no, no, because um, the Broncos lost to the Chargers um, too. Or I mean, or wait, that can't be right. Chargers lost the Broncos. Yeah, Chargers lost the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, they're division, yeah, that's what I'm um, saying. They're undefeated yeah, right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That makes um, sense. So I, I think that the the Chiefs win the division no matter what, uh, essentially. But. Um, I mean, the Broncos have a chance to come back and grab a wild card spot if if something happens to 
the Colts, but that schedule is just so easy that I think that's pretty much locked up. This is a it's a fun time of the year right now. Uh, looking at those at, at who can grab those last spots. Um, yeah, in in the the Broncos being what they are, I'm going to go ahead and call this the Alex Smith effect. This Case Keenum is essentially Alex Smith. They're the same player, and every year people give Alex Smith all this credit because he has so many wins under his belt. He takes his team in the playoffs. You know what he does? He doesn't win a playoff game. Well, here's what happens. Here's Case Keenum in the exact same situation, being the exact same player, and you have a totally opposite scenario. They're losing every single game by a touchdown or less. It's it, Him and Alex Smith are the exact same. It's just Alex Smith has gotten lucky and gotten these narrow wins, while Case Keenum this year has not. I just think this is like when teams invest in Alex Smith and Case Keenum, this is what they have to expect. You're flipping a coin every week. Yeah, I think they're both, I mean, just mediocre quarterbacks that, and yeah, they don't win. The, neither one of them win the, the big games frequently, to be quite honest. Um, Alex Smith playoff rate, uh, playoff uh, history is horrible. Um, yeah. But I, I do think Alex Smith is better than Case Keenum. I understand what you're saying, though. Um, Case Keenum has no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how that's a guy who you want to go after to sign as your franchise quarterback. I just – I don't know what people saw in him because the reason the Vikings were good last year was not because of Case Keenum. The reason they were good is because their defense is was insane. They, well, they have the best wide receiver duo in football. Yeah, sure. I mean, they have that too. And not that – you know, the Broncos receivers are actually pretty pretty good too. But Case Keenum did not make that team um, last year. And I think it's insane that uh, – that's the guy you want to go out and grab. The, the Broncos have made some really poor choices in uh, who their franchise quarterback is going to be. Look at Brock Osweiler, too. I mean, just really bad yeah. decisions from the top down um, that have led to some mediocre seasons. Um, to, I mean, it, to put it generously, mediocre seasons. Um, right. Because right. that division until this year was not competitive. It is this year. Um, the the Chargers finally have a, a team that um, that wins games. I mean, Phil Rivers has had an incredible career, but can't take his team to the playoffs because their defense is usually terrible. Um, and or when they make it, they get destroyed early on. And it's not because of him, but has not had much uh, of a supporting cast there. Um, Agreed. And and we'll. Bringing this all full circle here, the reason this matters in terms of placing bets, I feel, is because a lot of things have changed between, you know, three, four weeks ago in the season until now. Like the Broncos are a totally different team. They're getting their wins against big teams. And there are a great amount of teams that are now out of the playoff Mm -hmm. hunt or basically giving, like, just packing their bags and saying, yep, we're done. We're not winning this year. Um to name a few, Packers, Jaguars, Bengals might as well be thrown in there, um, just to, to name the immediate ones. And the reason this matters is because this is going to make picking the spread of those games really difficult. Um, because you don't know what team's going to show up. The Bengals, I feel like now the lines in Vegas are going to shift drastically against them. And... Who's to say Driscoll's not going to perform better than Andy Dalton or equally as well 
Um, that might this might be a time to jump on board with taking the Bengals as underdogs in pretty much for every game in the foreseeable future. And then the Packers, you got to go against them every single week. Whatever the spread is yeah. against them, you take the opposite because I don't foresee this team getting any better. I just see it getting worse. I could see them. I think half of their team has pretty much packed their bags and said, "We're uh, you know, they, we're they, one they've foot looked out like that for the past few weeks. So, that's not even a new thing. Um, it solidified for, for right. sure. Now they're they're completely out of it, and they have zero zero chance of making the playoffs. Um, it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and and Aaron Rodgers, he's really I've really taken notice over the past over this season. What oh, a dick he is! Yeah, and a terrible baby, terrible. Um, so, yeah, he he is. I think he could end up being a huge issue for that team in the very near future, um, because that that's the reason they've lacked their commitment to the running game is because Aaron Rodgers yeah. wants to throw because he thinks he's the greatest. And if there's anybody who's going to start performing half ass, yeah, I feel like it's going to be him uh, because the season's done. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something we need to take note of. And let's just go ahead and start off with our first pick, our first game of the, the one o'clock slate. The Packers, uh, the are, they Packers on that one are on slate? the one o'clock slate. They're at home against the Cardinals. And they are fourteen and a half point favorites. Yep. Wow, that is a large favorite and also yeah, a very bad opponent. Yeah, the overall <laughs> is thirty four and a half. <laughs> All right, I think the under is pretty safe yeah. on that. Yeah, I do think. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe. I don't. I don't know because the Packers have no defense. Um. David Johnson could realistically put up 200 yards against yeah. them if they're if he's used right. And uh, Cardinals don't really have a great team. Yeah, they suck. Damn. He gave up 45 wow. last week to the Chargers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I, so as much uh, crap as we're talking about the Packers, um, and and uh, I, um, I don't think we touch yeah, that. <laughs> I, I, I exactly. I, I don't want to touch it. However. Um, this doesn't change anything for what we think about the Packers going forward. It's just um, the fact that they're playing the Cardinals is the only why I think we, either of us would stay off this. If this was another opponent, I, I, you're totally right. We're more than likely going to take their opponent with the spread against them, even at home. Um, yeah, if this were even the 49ers, oh, absolutely. I would take the Niners yeah, much better spread. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, – Unfortunate yeah. that uh, I would recommend keeping your hands off of this one. At least that's what I'm going to do. Um, but going forward, just be ready to bet against the Packers um, at any chance you can because the the, the bookies still uh, give them lines like they're a good team, and they're not. And they have nothing to play for anymore. So um, they're going to get an easy win at home this week. And it, mathematically, they'll still be in contention not for the division, but for wild card. So um, they'll still have um, probably a pretty favorable line to bet against them. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking about it too. The points I'm, I'm thinking the line based on that over under they're projecting the Packers to win 27, yeah. 13. 
which if if that's what it is, I think you got to take the over on 13 points for the Cardinals. Um, but that's the only part of that. Yeah, I think they probably get 17, maybe 20. But Agreed. I think they could easily put up 20. They're a terrible offense, but this defense just yeah. – it leaks. Um, it, it just allows points so, yeah. so easily. Um, no, you're totally right. Um, but let's move to the next 1 o'clock game. Uh, let's get away from that uh, garbage matchup. Um, let's go to the Colts. Let's go to uh, the Colts and Jaguars. The Jaguars are five-point underdogs at home, but they're going to be playing without Leonard Fournette. So, uh, I, yeah, and, and Blake and Blake Bortles, Bortles bench. Bet on the Colts. This is like this is a yeah. great line right now. It's probably going to change by Sunday. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's jump jump on this by one tomorrow quick. morning. Yeah, this is one yeah, you want to jump on right now. On this one for yeah. sure. Um, five points is not enough. Um, the Jaguars can't put up points without Fournette and without Blake Bortles. Cody Chester's dog shit. Um, the Colts' defense isn't bad. Uh, I I think this is one. If, if you can, jump on this one early. The Colts are going to win big against the Jaguars. The Jaguars, their season's been done since uh, since they got arrested in London. Um, it's over for them. So <laughs> take the Colts in this one for sure. Uh, yeah, Bortles bench, no Fournette. And the last time they played, the Colts yeah. scored at will against them. The only thing that made it close is that the Jags were able to keep up. Well, without Bortles or Fournette, no, there's not no way they're keeping, they're keeping up. If there were ever a yeah, game to go all is, in on, yeah, I really one. like this. Um, the, where the line's at right now, that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, that that's cut and dry. Uh, so let's just move out from move on from that one quickly. Um, so next we got Panthers against the Buccaneers in Tampa. The uh, Buccaneers are four point underdogs. Yeah, huh, yeah, me too. Um, be... They did put up a convincing performance against, I mean, albeit the 49ers. Um, but but their offense did look, <laughs> uh, look under Jameis, and their defense finally contained the team. Um, I mean, holding any team to under 10 points in the league right now is a huge surprise, and it doesn't matter who the quarterback is of that team. Um, this has been the highest-scoring year in NFL history. So anytime you're holding a team under 10 points, it's, you're going to win big. So a convincing performance by them last week. And the Panthers lost a nail-biter to the Seahawks. And now their playoffs hopes are dwindling. Um, but they are still fighting, and they have a chance still. So I like them uh, to clear the four-point spread. Um, this is really their um, like they need to go on, on a big winning streak, and they're perfectly capable of that, especially with um, the uh, the immersion of DJ Moore, who has just been insane the last few weeks. Um, so yeah, I think that the uh, the Panthers will be able to light up what really is a terrible uh, Buccaneers defense, um, and I th- I think they win this one pretty convincingly. Jameis is not. He looked good last week, but that's against the 49ers. I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, this is tough because the Panthers are reeling fast. They've looked mm-hmm. totally different from when they started this season. It, something about whenever they played the Steelers on Thursday yeah. night, they've changed as a team. Um, and it makes me nervous doing anything with them. 
um, because I have no confidence in them. That being said, Tampa Bay is a pretty bad team. Um, the fact that they just lost the 49ers is funny. No, wait, did they? No, they won. They, they lost to the 49ers. They won big. Yeah. Oh, thank God. No, I was, yeah. I was they like, wait, big. that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, mm, uh, I'm not touching this one. But... <laughs> yeah. It's just that Carolina's got, has, they, they have a point to be playing right now. They currently occupy a wild card spot, but in Tampa Bay, I think is out of it. But man, Jameis Winston is fighting for his That's football true. career in all reality. And Peyton Barber, he's been looking better and better. And now he's got confidence um, that he really can be a bell cow. Like this team, I really feel like this late in the season is yeah. finally starting to put it together. And I just don't. No, that's fair. Um, one on thing I do want to bring up is the over under is set at 56 points this week. Uh, really? Go over on that. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both both these defenses have been. Carolina started with a good D. It's not anymore. It's pretty bad. Um, and Tampa Bay is the worst defense in the entire NFL. I don't know. So, so last week. Last uh, this could be this could be shootout city. For the Buccaneers game. It was at home against the Niners. It was set for 54, and it ended up at 33. Uh, yeah, that's because Nick Mullins. <laughs> he, he had uh, costly interceptions and but really couldn't if, get but the team moving. But um, you know, 27-24, that still would have hit the under. Um, I think that was just a misread, and I think this one is too. Uh, the Panthers and Seahawks had – it was 57 total points. It was 30-27. to 27, But – this isn't the same game, and there's not going to be the same amount of points. This is like this is not going to be as high scoring as the Seahawks Panthers game was last week. I think it is. I think this could easily be a 35-21. And honestly, what's crazy, I could see it being a two touchdown win, but I could see either team winning by two touchdowns. <laughs> I think that that's how yeah. weird these two are playing right now. I. I do think they clear the spread. That's but fair. It's another. Uh, well, let's move on. on. Let's go to um, the Ravens and the Falcons in a pick'em game. Um, th- there's no favorite in this one, and it's in Atlanta, Ooh. which is good for Matt Ryan because otherwise, I would not like their. Yeah, yeah, I think it. Man, in like week three or four in the Fantasy Football Bros podcast, I pointed out that Matt Terrible. Ryan's home road yep. splits are remarkable. Yeah. He's awful on the road, and boy, yep. has he proven me right ever since. Unless he's he been plays terrible. in the dome, still. Um, like last week, he threw almost four hundred. Exactly. Yeah, road. just like yeah, Drew Brees, it's really weird. Yeah. Well, he also got sacked a lot, and I think he fumbled no, and he, threw no, one or he two did picks. Fumble. Yeah. So he he did fumble. Turnover. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and he got six, sacked yeah. six times yeah. too. Um. So. <sighs> Uh, I don't really like this one because I feel like Lamar Jackson's yeah. a true wild card. I don't really. I still we're two games in. No, and I only know what I'm he looking at. He switched everything up he, against the Bengals. He was run first. Yeah. And that's all he was looking for. And then early on in, the, in their game last week, it, he was only trying to pass the ball. Um, I don't think we've seen him at his. Um, being as dynamic as he can be, um, he looked. He he looks like he goes into the play knowing that he's either going to run it or pass it, and he's not um, gonna gonna change his mind. 
like he's he's yeah um, like he's predictable or at least he's very set in what he's going to do before the play starts um so he's going to keep getting better though and man I, I don't know i i thought that the falcons still had a chance but they just they can't put anything together um they're another team who i think they're going to be losing a lot of hope uh, going forward too, and really don't have much to play for. Ravens could lock up that last spot, or theoretically, they could even uh, pass the Steelers still. Um, and, and they're energized with a young quarterback. Yeah, just just. Um, I don't know. This this is tough, but I kind of I, I I think that the Ravens end up winning this one um, based on just how the teams are trending right now. I, I have to agree with you. They having something to play for makes a world of difference. Um, and with that being said, I do think that. Yeah, I I think that the play calling too yeah. has been better for the Ravens. And when it's a pick them, I I just feel like it comes all the way down to who has something to play for when you're yeah this late when you've got to pick them on your hands, and yeah, and the Ravens do. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would take them in this. Yeah, one. I, I agree. I think I think I think that's a good pick. Um, so then next, and we are back at it. You there, Jack? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. All right, cool. So, what matchup are we taking a look at next? All right, so next I got the uh, the garbage bowl between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins in my Bills. Bills are in the garbage bowl every week. They are. It's kind of. They are. It's it's comical. Yeah, it really is. Um, and they're. I mean, they don't have anywhere close to the worst record in football somehow, but somehow, yeah, it goes <laughs> to show how easy their their schedule is. Still, the fact that they can right. have games that are even remotely close shows that. Well, and they beat some good teams. They beat the Vikings, and who they beat last week? Uh, not the they they beat the Jets. But that wasn't last week, was it? Uh, no, I don't think that was last week. It was it was one of those. It was kind of a shocker. When yeah, they beat them. Hold on, I'm I'm pulling it up right now. But yeah. Oh, was it the Jaguars? It was the Jags. They have four wins. Oh, oh, you're right. It was the Jags. I, that was one of my uh, my confident picks in the Jags. Right. And uh, yeah, we won't be, be. You won't hear that from me again this year. Yeah. It was funny because they interviewed Jalen Ramsey before the game. And I guess he was <laughs> yeah. talking a ton of trash about Josh Allen. Cracked quarterback somehow. Yeah. yeah. And then they asked him after the game, like, how, like. Now, what do you think of Josh Allen as quarterback? And he's basically like, well, he didn't really throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh Allen had eight completions in that game. Eight yeah, completions. So funny. Yeah, it's, oh. it's ridiculous. It, it is insane that, yeah, the Bills are better, are, have a better record than the Jaguars. So, Do they really have four wins? Yeah, they have four wins. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. So they beat the Vikings, which is just insane because that's actually a good team. They beat the – Titans by one. They beat the shit out of the Jets two weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, wow. this weekend they beat the Jags. Yeah, and I, I think the Titans are a pretty decent team. I mean, it's so weird. They, yeah. They've beaten some pretty good That teams. was a 13-12 game, and I think that was one where Mariota got hurt during it. I could be wrong, but it was it was week five. Uh, I think that might have been one of those weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could do them in. Yeah. <laughs> Once Blaine Gabbert has to come in, you're hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah that's um, bad. So, so what's the over-under on this one? Uh, so the over-under is uh, it's minus four and a half in favor of the Dolphins. 
Oh, and sorry, you didn't ask that. <laughs> the over-under is 40. <laughs> the spread is four and a half for the Dolphins. The over-under is 40. 40. Wow. I think they've got that figured out pretty well, but I could easily see this being under. Um, just because the Bills' defense, man, they are really good. They This is the only reason they've been competitive in any games and actually have four wins is because that defense is so damn good. Um, and they're, they're, they're not recognized for it. So I like, I like the under in that one, even though it's only 40 points, I still like the under. Yeah. Now th- this one's interesting because, um, if it was in Buffalo, I would say definitely, um, cause it's getting cold as hell. So, um, but it's in, <laughs> it's in Miami. So, uh, I think good weather, it, it makes it a lot easier to score for these teams. Um, and 40 just seems like about the right number, um, I don't know. I don't feel super confident going over or under on that one. Um, I could easily see this being like a 12 to 19 game or something, you know, something weird. There's going to be a lot of field goals. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a weird uh, score at the end of the game. Um, Yep. I don't know. I almost want to take the bills in this one um, with, with the, the spread, but I won't bet on it for sure. There's no way I'm putting money on this year. Um, yeah, no. But I don't know. They really, I mean, like you said, their defense really is solid. There's nothing inspiring about uh, the Dolphins team one way or the other. Um, I think they're still the better side, but by how much really? Um, not very. So, yeah, this is, I mean, this really is the garbage bowl, though. I doubt either one of us will be, or, or anybody, for that matter, we'll be seeing very much of this game. Um, yeah, this is not going to get much attention in uh, when there's so many one o'clock games this week. This is going to get virtually no attention. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's. <laughs> this is one let's that, do the same that will go and, on. <laughs> and should go overlooked. <laughs> let's do the exact same thing and just move on from that one. <laughs> uh, so What's next, that? we got. Uh, in an interesting match, we got the Cleveland Browns in Houston, and the Texans are six-point favorites at home. The over/under is forty-eight. Um, yeah, I like the Texans with the spread. People are giving the Browns too much credit. Yeah. Oh, the Browns are not that good. Um, I mean, obviously they're not that good, but uh, yeah, I think six points is pretty close to to being right, though. I just. I'm waiting for the Texans to lose a game. There's, I, they're not a team who should be able to win nine games in a row. You know, like they're a good team. They're no. a playoff, a playoff team. But the fact that they've won eight in a row, like you just got to think they're going to slip up soon. And the Browns have been taking advantage of those moments. Actually, um, you look at last week against the Bengals and what we both thought was a pretty sure thing. They ended up just beating the shit out of them and putting up. Uh, 28 points in the first half. So this is um, this is an interesting game just because uh, just because of that. I don't think the Texans can keep this streak alive for too much longer. Um, I, I feel I feel a little bit weird about this one, but like this should be a, a sure the Texans. But I have I have a weird feeling. Yeah, I see what you mean by they, a nine game one streak is really hard to do in the NFL, but. This is a Browns team that hasn't faced a real defense in a while. Uh, they've continuously faced terrible defenses. I mean, since the new offensive coordinator came to town, I believe they've faced 
the Bengals, the Falcons, and either the Raiders or the Buccaneers, something like that. It's like they're not facing real defense. These are these are the bottom five defenses in the leagues. And now you've got Houston, who's a top ten. And I will sit back and eat my pop. Baker Mayfield flip out and crumble under pressure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's no doubt the Texans' defense is dominant and should have no trouble um, taking care of of the Browns. There, there's no question about that. Um, I don't know. I just have a weird a weird feel about the Texans <laughs> losing uh, a game that they should win soon. Um, I I really just feel like it's it's bound to happen before too long. Um, and it, it, it wouldn't might, might be one that we stick away from. Yeah, yeah, it, it might be. This is it, – it's an interesting – like, all signs point to the Texans winning this one by a big margin. They they played a great game on Monday against the Titans, but this is going to be a short week for them. Yeah, I just – I think that the match is going to run out sometime, but, um, you know, that's uh, – that's just me being being a little cautious when maybe maybe I shouldn't be because they are a good team. So um, I, I think the the line is accurately um, assessed in, in this case, but and I still just have a weird weird gut feeling about it. Um, but yeah, you should bet on the Texans. There's no reason you should bet on the, on the Browns in this one. Texans are clearly the better side. Their defense is solid, and the Browns have nothing going for them side of the ball really. But I just have a weird feeling. All right. Well, let's yeah, get the one so, you don't have a weird uh, this, feeling about. <laughs> this, uh, this is the last game uh, for the one o'clock games, and I don't have a weird feeling about this one at all. It's the Rams and the Lions in Detroit. Yeah, the the Rams oh are yeah. only ten and a half point favorites, and I think "only" is a fair word to use in this case. Um, and that's moved up since yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday was 10 flat. okay, flat. yeah. So it's gone up half a point, so. which um, actually might be. Uh, enough to kind of screw you over in this one. Um, but the Rams really should exactly beat the crap out of the Lions. Um, Marvin Jones out for the year. Carry on Johnson, probably not going to play this week. Um, a key yeah. lead possibly yeah, this returning. Is, um, I mean, this is a game where the Rams should just beat the hell out of them. Um, by far the better side. I don't know about you, yeah. man, but I smell no, no doubt about that one. Maybe forty-five yeah. <laughs> to seven. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is gonna be bad for for the Lions. Um, it's it's been a, a rough year for them all around, especially now that they finally have a running game. Their passing game has just completely turned over. It, it you know that's that's what that team had been missing for such a long time was a dominant running back. And now they have one. Now they have Carryon Johnson, who can actually do well in what is the hardest division for running backs in the NFL. Unquestionably, the the best uh, yeah. run defense defense in the NFL uh, is in the NFC North. But um, even with that addition and Carryon, great draft pick. But now Stafford just can't get anything done, and they. I don't know. This this doesn't uh, look good for for the Lions going forward, um, considering how much they invested in in Stafford. Um, 
But, yeah, the Rams are going to win this one big. I, I think 10.5 points still pretty safe. Um, I will comfortably bet on, on the Rams to, to clear that spread. Yeah, same here. Over-under is at 55. Uh, Over-under. Wow. Okay. That is one that I think they're yeah. – they hit on. Like you said, 45-10 right sounds about right. I yeah, I, like the that. Lions are not going to be able to put up many points this week. As, as much as the Rams have allowed this year um, – They've played a lot better offenses than the Lions, uh, especially without on Johnson. Um, the, there's just nothing happening. Yeah, or or Marvin or Jones. Marvin Jones. I, mean, I mean, they they really don't have anything going for them right now. Um, yeah, th- this is this is a big win for for the Rams. Agreed. So, so we got uh, back to having o'clock. four games at four o'clock. Uh, the first one, the four oh five game, is uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders in Oakland, and the Raiders are fifteen and a half point underdogs. The over under is fifty five and a half. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I think we said this last week about the Cardinals. I don't remember who they were facing, but it's like it was a very similar. It was like sixteen points they were given. It's just. That just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That's too many. Over like, two touchdowns is, a team to, is a whole lot to ask. Yeah. It, it was yeah. the Chargers last week, and they cleared it. Yeah. We, it was that 45-10 to 10 game. But, but yeah, it's one you still feel okay. weird about. Um, as much as I think this is going to be a blowout, I just I, – I thought the same about when uh, the Chiefs played the Cardinals. And the Cardinals kept it close the whole game, and they yeah. the Chiefs didn't clear that spread. I don't think so. I I don't like this. I I don't want to touch it. Um, I just heard as well that John Gruden against Andy Reid is four and one in his career. <laughs> yeah, now, they have no this chance is of a winning. Terrible team that he's got. Right, there's no chance of winning. But that alone shows me he's always played Andy Reid tough. So I just I have no yeah. interest in this one. Actually, I'll tell you what I have interest in. I have interest in Kareem Hunt scoring a touchdown, Kareem Hunt going over receiving yards, yeah, Kareem Hunt yeah, going yeah, over this, rushing Yeah, this yards. game is that's all why I'm interested. No in. doubt about it. Um, that that is the the guy to have your money on for for the player props in this one, and Travis Kelsey, just a given. Uh, those two are are the most consistent players in that team. Yeah, yeah. I, I think beyond that, I, I don't really want to. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I, I can't even think of a player prop you would want on the Raiders offense. <laughs> there's there's nothing. Um, no, no. And what are the points, too? The what? The over-under. The, the oh, my God, another high one. Yeah, no, no. If, if you told me it was like 48 I'd say, all right. I think the uh, exactly to put that together. Yeah, both of those own, games, but... both both uh, no. the Lions and Raiders. It, like you're, w- w- if you're betting the over on that uh, on either of those fifty-five point lines, you're just betting that that those two teams will put up at least about fifteen points, and that's a lot to ask for right. those offenses right. at, at this point. Um, you would think less so at the Lions, but. Honestly, I think the Raiders might even have a better chance just with how bad the, the Chiefs' defense is. Um, but either way, it's something to feel comfortable with. Um, you're basically hoping that that either the Rams or Chiefs take you the whole way into the over, um, which is a lot to ask for with that high of a number. 
Um, but, exactly. Yeah, so next we got um, the Jets in Tennessee. Uh, the Titans are seven and a half point favorites there. That's the right number. Oh my They're going to win by a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I see it being like six or seven points if they win by like seven and a half. No, I, know, yeah, I don't want to come near that. On the Jets either to keep it under, uh, you know, under eight points. That's oof. Yeah. What is 40 the, uh, and a the, half. the over under? Oh my god! Yeah, I think they're making everything so tough. Still, um, the Titans' defense is good, and they're not yeah. going to put up a lot of points either. But yeah, if Tremaine Johnson plays for the Jets, um, I think yeah. you're pretty safe to take the under. Corey Davis is the only real yeah. receiving threat for the Titans, and if you take that away in the form of a shutdown corner like Tremaine Johnson. I don't really know. Who no, but even even if they take to. the lead though, and um, early on, if if Tremaine Johnson doesn't play, and Corey Davis is able to um, get some big yardage plays early in the game, that they're just going to run the ball the whole time after it. They're not they're not a team who, when they're ahead, they're trying to continue to put up um, points. Like they are, as soon as they have a lead, they will only go for time of possession, um, because that's something that they can actually rely on there they can't rely on um on putting up a lot of points yeah yeah i i agree i just i i definitely would not take the spread in either direction here and the over under if i was to take one it would probably be the under just because like you said i see this being a time of possession game they just want to get the lead and yep. get the hell out as soon as possible. Uh, so next, uh, this is actually one of my favorite matchups of the week. Um, the Vikings in New England. And, uh, the Patriots are five-point yes. favorites. And um, I think this is the best upset pick of the week. Um, I like the Vikings to win it, in all honesty. Um, yeah, It's plus 205, so like, this what is, is one payout? It's worth it, for sure. Oh wow! Yeah, over yeah. double. What so you put I, I think this is a really good time to um, to bet on the Vikings. They look great uh, last week. The Patriots don't look comfortable. Like they don't they don't look like they have in you know since Tom Brady's been there. Basically, they don't they are not confidently winning games. Nothing looks right there. His um, he has no arm strength. They can they only beat the Jets by by. And I, it is only because it's the Jets. They beat them by 14, but really unconvincingly. Um, I right, I, yeah. I I think that the Vikings will will win this one, and it's because they'll be able to set to shut down Sony Michelle. Um, he is what makes the Patriots threatening um, by having a strong running game. That is what. Uh, allows the Patriots to win these, these uh, games right now. It's all on, on the running backs. Um, and I think the Vikings are, are too good on defense to let them uh, get dominated in the run game. They did a good job handling who is one of the best running backs in the NFL and Aaron Jones last week. Um, kept him to under a hundred yards in a game uh, where he was getting utilized frequently early in the game um so i i like the the vikings to win this one but um 
definitely with the spread, that will be um, one of my picks at, uh, at plus five. Yeah, I I like the outright win. Like you said, I mean, having your money yeah. doubled by picking a team that honestly, these this should be a pick them and it's not. So I feel like I, I like that. I like the Vikings in this. And what's the over under? The over at? under is 48 and a half. Yeah, oh, I think over. so too. <laughs> I, I think this is a shootout. Yeah, or I mean, if not a shootout, it's, I, you know, 40 and a half is by no means a shootout right now. Um, yeah, this gets over 50. Yeah, I, I see 35. Yeah, this, this easily gets over 50. Um, yeah, even 32 21, 32 24, something like that. Um, yeah, I think this is, this is a really good bet for the Vikings in this one. Great line. Like, this is a great uh, payout for um, for the outright win in this one. Yeah, I uh, like that. The last All 4 right. o'clock game is the 49ers and the Seahawks. It's in Seattle, and they are 10.5-point favorites. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Seattle's kind of played to the level of their opponent yeah, all sure. year. When they're facing a tough opponent where you think they're going to get blown out, they end up either narrowly winning or losing by, like, three points. And then when they're playing a team that they should dominate, they end up winning by, you know, a matter of a touchdown maybe. I'm pretty sure they lost the 49ers earlier this year, but I think it was without – or when they were, when Garoppolo was still there. Um yeah, if I had to pick one, I would pick the Niners with the spread. I think. Yeah. Um, so, so they actually they haven't played yet this year. Um, no, they they haven't. They really? Played twice in the next three weeks though. They lost the Cardinals. Um, they? No, they didn't lose the Cardinals. They lost. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle. So, no, was, they've they've definitely lost. They to lost a really to bad team. the Rams week one. Uh, the Bears, the the Rams, Chargers, Rams again. That's it. Uh, they actually have only lost to really good teams, uh, with the exception of the Broncos. Yeah. Are you serious? Wow. I totally thought they got beat no, by they've the actually, Cardinals. Um, I mean, and looking at this again, wow, their schedule has been hard because all of those games are tough win. Like, those are tough to win. And they both times against the Rams, it was less than seven points, which is really good. Less than uh, ten points against the Chargers. Um Three points against the Broncos. They're all they're all pretty close, um, especially for their opponent. And then they have good wins as well against the Panthers, uh, the Packers, um, and the Cowboys early in the season. Not much of a win, but um, they have they've had a really tough schedule, and they've played uh, they've played pretty well even against those tough opponents. Um, however, the only game that is outside of they have two games outside of a ten point margin. And um, that was against the Raiders and the Lions. So, is it was it, is this one where they can clear 10, 10 points again? Um, I actually think yes, because they're getting better. Um, their offense has been getting better for the last few weeks, and we saw what the Niners could really couldn't do against the Buccaneers who have the worst defense in the NFL last week. They put up nine points against the worst defense in the NFL. And uh, now that they're going to be playing in Seattle, 
I, I actually, I like the, um, the Seahawks to clear the spread in this one. Yeah, you've changed me over after listing their record and who yeah. they've lost to. A very um, quiet yeah, season I think, for them. You know, um, I, I think we've been looking at them as if they've fallen off pretty hard. But they've had a they've had a tough road so far. It's getting and now it finally gets easier for them. And you know we've been talking about this for a while, but they are a second half team. They like back half the year. They are so much better. Um, and in getting to play the 49ers twice, and they still get to play the Cardinals again. Um, they're a team that uh, you know should be pretty threatening. Um, I, I I like a comfortable win for the for them in this one. All right. I mean, what's the uh, over under is forty six, which I think if anything you take the under in this one. Um, just because the forty ers can't put up points right now, um, and the Seahawks do have a, you know, the defense is is fairly strong, and. They're not going to put up a ton of points um, like they did, like they have the past couple of weeks. They're good, um, but if they're playing with the lead and it's not a back and forth game, they're not going to be putting up over thirty points. I don't think. I think if they're in a comfortable lead, Pete Carroll's just going to go time of possession, not going to try to to showboat it too much. Um, it's not going to be a back and forth game like it was the last three weeks for them, though. Against the Rams, Packers, and Panthers, those are. Those were very clearly going to be high-scoring games, whereas this one just it doesn't have that that same caliber. All right, yeah, I I agree with yeah. you. I like the under on that one. Um, so what for, do we got for the Sunday night? It's the uh, yep Steelers Chargers. Chargers uh, right? Steelers are three-point favorites at home, uh, and the over/under is at fifty-one and a half. But yeah, all right. I the love over. the over. I like this one, the over. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like this. I don't even like knowing who to pick in this one because I feel like it could go either way. These are very yeah, I, I agree, and opinion. that's why I'm going to take the Chargers to win because they're plus one sixty. Um, so not for uh, for one of my ten picks for this, but this is one I'll be betting on for the Chargers, just because um, plus one sixty is pretty good, and I I think the Chargers are the better team. Um, Especially, uh, like, the Steelers lost last week, only put up 17 points against the Broncos, whereas the Chargers have just been high-flying. They look great right now. Um, you'll, you would assume that the Steelers are going to come back and do a little bit better at home this week. But um, at plus 160, I, I think why not throw a little bit of money on the Chargers um, for that good payout? Yeah, I like that. Especially when you take a look back in the last two weeks, both of these teams have faced the Broncos. Both yep. of them have lost in uh, last minute attempts, except the difference is the Broncos won. It was Joey Bosa's first game back, and I think he played on a very, very limited snap count. And they drove and then kicked a, a field goal to win it, whereas in the Steelers and Broncos, the Steelers were the ones yep. having to drive to try to catch up. Um, so for that reason yeah. alone, I no, that's, that's a really good point too. Um, and then uh, last but not least, we have the Washington Redskins in Philadelphia on Monday night, uh, six and a half point favorites for the Eagles over under at 44. 
I like the Redskins with a spread. They continue to count them as a crap team now because Alex Smith isn't there. I do not think they've changed no. much without Alex Smith. If anything, I still think, um, if anything, they're better off. Still think that. Agreed. Cole McCoy agreed. wants to win. They take like, more chances. He is he like he exactly is he's escaping the pocket. He's he's running for uh, for big games anytime he can, and he clearly wants to get better every single week, and is not complacent in uh, being the backup anymore. I think he really wants to win and take this team to the playoff and show that he can start in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable putting the win in the Redskins' hands, although I do think they're capable. But I do think... Derek? Yes. Sorry, you cut out there. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I was just saying, I don't know if I feel completely comfortable putting the win in the Redskins' hands, but I do feel good about um, them covering a a six-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, I agree. I I think this is one maybe... um... Maybe put a couple dollars because it's plus 230 for the win. And I do see this one being pretty close and one that the Redskins definitely could win. But um, I, I really like them to cover the spread in this one, too. Um, last week, they barely missed uh, missed the spread. Uh, they were seven-point underdogs, and they lost by eight. Um, but that was because of poor tackling by the defense, which was unique that week. Um it, that's not how they've been playing. And now they're on what's virtually a second bye week um, and going from Thursday to Monday night. So they, they have 11 days rest for this game. And I think they come back strong for it and uh, at the very least make it a very close game. But I think they have a pretty good chance to win this one. You there, Derek? Hey, sorry. I am still getting used to the world of iPhones where they constantly want to turn on Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, even though they <laughs> not want it on. So the second you get into a car that has Bluetooth capabilities, it's like syncing with your radio. And it's like, why? <laughs> why can you not just turn that off? That's all right. No worries. No worries. Ugh. So, however, damn you, iPhone. Um, I was saying I like what you say about said about the mini buy or I guess second buy for the Redskins. I do think that makes a difference um, as far as time to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that this is one where um, I, I, the more, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I actually like taking them for the win too. Um, just because of that extra bit of rest that they're going to have Colt McCoy is going to have a lot more time to see what he did wrong th- last week. Um, yeah. I think this is, a really good opportunity for them to to get an upset um, and a hefty payout uh, at that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, whatever the player props are for Trey Quinn, hopefully he's on there now. I tried to find him on Thursday, but he's too new of a player for them to put him <laughs> in. So he wasn't there, but I used him on FanDuel. Got to use that guy. You got to take the over on catches, yardage. That dude's a beast. He was, this is coming from a Redskins fan, he was their preseason star. 
They were super excited about him. I'm pretty sure he was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. He was the very last pick, and he absolutely dominated training camp um, as well as the preseason before getting injured. So this guy is one to watch. That's that's a good bit of insight, too, um, for uh, people looking at, at the player props this week. Because um, I'm sure it's going to be the yardage is going to be like 24 and a half yards. Yeah. And the catches are probably going to be two and a half. And I think yeah. he goes goes over in both. No, that's a really good point. And then also you got to think, um, working with the second team squad probably all season. Right. Colt McCoy and Trey Quinn probably have a little bit of rapport built up too in practice. So I think that's actually a really good um really good point to bring up yeah yeah an interesting player prop to keep your eye on so that that wraps up all the games yep what uh what are we looking at pick wise all right um so i got the colts minus five um i i think they beat the crap out of the jaguars agreed Um, i already put my money on that one (laughs) yeah yeah good that's good uh then i have in the pick game between the ravens and the falcons i have the ravens um, I have under 55 in the Buccaneers Panthers game. I like the under in that one. Uh, I have the Rams to clear the 10 and a half point spread. I have the under in the Titans Jets game at 40 and a half. I have the Vikings at, uh, with the five points, uh, uh, against the Patriots. I have the Seahawks with, uh, minus 10 and a half against the 49ers. I have the over in the Steelers-Chargers game. And I have the uh, Redskins with six and a half points. Let me count. Is that – shit, that's only nine. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the uh, – I'm going to take the under in the Ravens-Falcons game. Okay. Okay. And, and what was the over-under on that one again? 48 and a half. Okay. Got it. So – my first four, you want to list those EMC earlier? Yeah, so the first four you gave me were the Colts. You have the over in uh, the Buccaneers-Panthers game at 55. You also have the under in the Ravens game. Um, and you have the Saints uh, covering the seven-and-a-half-point spread. Okay. Um, I also, I'm going to do two Sunday night takes. Chargers with the spread and the over in the game. Okay. I'll also take the Redskins with the spread. I like the uh, Titans-Jets being under. That puts me at eight, correct? Yep. Okay. Um, man, you've really got me convinced on this whole Seattle thing. I don't. I just don't know how, how great I feel about it. You know what? I'm going to stay away from it. I've stayed away from them all year. I'll stay away from it again. I'm all gonna, right. I'm going to go um, the Rams covering their 10.5-point spread. And them, and going uh, on the under in that game as well. Okay. Not touching the Vikings game. Oh, you know what? Damn, I really, I really feel confident in that one too. There's a lot that I like this week. I yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There's there's actually like quite a bit that uh, I'm feeling pretty good about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings game instead of the under in the Rams game. All right. All right. I'll put you down for it. Yeah, you know so, me. I love my Kirk Cousins. I know you do. So I'm, I'm going through this right now. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of <laughs> – do we really have seven of the same picks? 
Well, I guess we share a lot of confidence in the same ones. Wow. Yeah, and then the only one that we have against each other is the over-under in the uh, the Buccaneers-Panthers game. That's the only one where we're actually deferring from each other on. Nice. Um, you know what? How about instead of – no, I don't want to do that. I, I like what I have. I was going to try to uh, get some very – you know what? I am. I'm going to take uh, – because the Bengals have, have screwed me over so much the last few weeks. <laughs> I'm betting on the Broncos. Give me Broncos minus five in Cincinnati. Okay, instead of? Uh, instead of the under in the Ravens game. Okay. Um, just to, just to switch it up. Let's vary it up a little bit more. Okay, all right. I'm not sure about the Titans one, so pull me off of the under in the Titans game. Okay. And I will do the under in the uh, Rams game. Okay. There we go. Now we got a little bit now, of variety. Now it should be what, five? Yep, now we're five, five, probably. five and five. Um, okay. And then, um, so on the season right now, uh, what is it? I'm 19 out of 40 and you're 16 out of 40. So we're still under the 500 mark. Um, but not where we want to be now, not exactly where we want to be, but, um, a little bit, I think we have some momentum building going into the end of the season. Um, now that we know the teams that are, um, still in the playoff hunt and the teams who have really fallen off, I think it makes it a little bit easier to um, to get some of these picks right, um, just based on who has something to fight for at this point still. Um, so I, I, I think uh, we see we see a, a nice uh, swing back to, to uh, get ahead of 500 again. Yeah, I sure hope so. Um, we, we have a lot of confidence in these games. Absolutely. So. All right. So that's a wrap. That's it. That's it. Another another good week. <laughs> uh, good luck this week, Derek. <laughs> and good luck to uh, to anybody else who's listening and uh, placing some bets this week. Uh, it's gonna be. This should be a good week. I I, I think we are both feeling very confident about this one. So uh, heed our warning. Yeah, and I I'm gonna just make a last note of it. I think the star you circle, you know. Put in bold letters, Colts. game of the week, Colts, Colts with the spread. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that can be ignored. I've never in my life felt so confident in a bet. You watch, they're totally going to screw us so hard. Yep. But, damn, I feel confident now. Yeah, one. no, I'm – yeah, I think last week makes me nervous based on the games that we felt confident about uh, just ended, ending up being the ones that we missed. Um, but this week – I, there's no way that the Jags do this. Cody Kessler is not going to do this to us. Um, the Colts look too good. Um, <laughs> Agreed. I'm putting, Agreed. putting big money on the Colts this week. Uh, please don't <laughs> screw me over. <laughs> I, I feel so confident. I almost used my entire free play on that one game. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, I, I chose not to and to, to spread it out. But, man, I was close. I was like, it seems like a real good way to double up. Yeah, no, but... this is this is a really good game to bet on. <laughs> like, yes. Let's not uh, undersell that <laughs> by any means. Right. All right, everyone. So you heard it. Our last take. Get in on that Colts-Jaguars game. And hear from the Fantasy Football Bros Vegas Insider Edition on Wednesday, November 28th. We are out. All right. Good luck. <laughs>